0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is uh, Frank with the EMEA v. Brownbeck, And today we are joined again uh, by Andrea Florio, who di- already did section three of the CCNA data center um, curriculum with us. Uh, welcome, Andrea. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, thank you, Frank,
1: for for, uh, for inviting me here uh, again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we will go through this uh, this session smoothly, like last time.
0: Uh, I, I'm sure we will. So, yeah, just for folks on the call, if uh, you want to get in touch, um, use either the uh, V Brownback hashtag on Twitter or tweet one of the accounts. Um, the webcasts run in basically every major region. Um, for us uh, in EMEA, it's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. GMT. And with that, I'm going to hand it over uh, to you, Andre.
1: Okay, sure. So just very quickly, the presenting right so I can share my, uh, yeah. my presentation. Uh, I believe you should be able to see it already. Yes, works perfectly fine. Okay, great. So, as uh, so Frank already introduced me, uh, I already presented uh, a few weeks ago for Rebrownback. Uh, my name is Andrea and I am a CCA in routing and switching for s 9 at 5 uh, I work as a, uh, as a network architect, uh, so I hope that I will have a bit of knowledge to be able to, uh, to share with you. Uh, today's topic um, is about uh, the uh, router's boot process and in particular, all the operations and all the steps that the router, a Cisco router, goes through uh, from the moment you power it on to the moment it actually starts to be uh, operating. Uh, Let's go into the details. I mean, what you will see here is that a Cisco router doesn't behave any differently than uh, any other uh, computer you might have been uh, working until now the idea is exactly the same. Uh, what the router will do as a, like, as a brief summary, from the moment you turn it on, is going actually to make a self-check of the hardware on board. Uh, the reason why it does that is only to check that uh, the router is not actually falling apart, making useless useless to, to actually boot. Uh, I don't know, it could be... A RAM memory corruption. It could be a, a fan which is not uh, if it which is not working. So there are many reasons why a router might fail to boot. Uh, doing his hardware checks. Assuming that the hardware is all fine, then the router will try to identify where his IOS image uh, is and uh, and take it out of the memory, extract it, and and put it up and load it. And once the operating system is done. Uh, then it's just a matter of finding the configuration file, if it exists, Allow that configuration file uh, to be able to actually operate uh, whatever you guys uh, were able to set up uh, be- before the router was rebooted. So this is a very high-level uh, description. Uh, let's go into the into the details of this, uh, uh, of those operations. So the first real operation the, uh, the router will perform, as we said, it's uh, a test on its own hardware. So the name of, this test, of those tests are called POST, which stands for Power on Self Test. Uh, again, this is 100% uh, done on the router checking basic uh, hardware functionalities, environmental, memory, and so on and so forth. Uh, the part of the software which is responsible for the post-test is stored into a ROM memory, a read-only memory, some chip built in into the uh, the hardware architecture, and every time the router boots, that part of the memory is it's read, executed, tested, performed, and if successful, the, the next part of the boot process uh, starts. Uh, very similar to uh, to a computer, the router will start its own BIOS. Let's say uh, it's the bootstrap. Now the uh, responsibility of the uh, of the bootstrap is to actually to locate uh, the IOS image, and that image is most of the time stored into the flash memory. Uh, we will discuss a bit later about different kind of memories, but I hope you. Uh, already noticed we we touched two, two types of memories. A ROM memory and a flash memory. We will see there are two more which are involved into the boot process, uh, but let's take those details for, for later on. So the bootstrap will then locate uh, an, uh, an iOS image and if found, it will take care of extracting that iOS image from the flash, decompress it and store it into RAM memory. Uh, That's the reason why uh, especially on the older routers when the the RAM was uh, a primary concern, you couldn't boot uh, a more powerful uh, iOS image without a RAM upgrade. It simply wouldn't allow you to fit the decompressed uh, image into into that RAM. Now if the image is found, then the boot will continue with uh, with other steps you will see in a while. But if the image is not found, uh, the router will default into an emergency operating system. That operating system is called rom Uh, And it will allow to perform some basic operations including downloading a, uh, a new iOS image from a remote location, uh, most of the times a TFTP server. Um, Assuming that the image has been found uh, and the router is actually trying to decompress the image, unless you are going to interrupt the boot, the router is going to look for a configuration file. But, I mean, why would you even try to interrupt the boot in the first place? Well, one reason or the most common reason is uh, uh, password recovery situation. Uh, what it means is that you are maybe uh, managing your router, you configure your uh, uh, your enabled password a few months ago never accessed the router ever since and, and now what? Uh, you, you don't remember the password. Well you can do password recovery you will need obviously uh, physical access to the router in order to, uh, to do that uh, you know, it's also for uh, security reason, as you can imagine. But you can actually inter, uh, interrupt the bootstrap operation uh, pressing the break key on your uh, on your keyboard, and that will allow the router to failover into ROM mon again, and from there do a series of operation like changing uh, what is called the configuration register to be able to set up a password recovery. Uh, we will go through uh, a password recovery example in uh, uh, like in real life. So we will do this operation together. Uh, but the most important thing again is that we will need to modify something via Rommon to be able to actually do that. So let's say we found our image, there. Uh, we didn't interrupt the, uh, the boot process, so well, what now? Uh, we need to look for a configuration file. Uh, If we find this uh, configuration file, we will obviously load the configuration and move forward uh, with the the router operation. We are ready after that. If we don't find the configuration, a wizard will come out, but uh, let's check this just in a few seconds. So, uh, once the iOS is loaded, is loaded in memory, the router finally has its operating system up and running, that configuration file now is looked into uh, the NVRAM. The NVRAM, it's another memory, it's called non-volatile RAM, and that is the place uh, uh, where your startup configuration file is actually stored. Um, If uh, uh, the configuration file is not found into the NVRAM, uh, then the router is going to look into a TFTP server, and if even that, uh, uh, sorry, and if even uh, in uh, the TFTP server we are not going to find the configuration file, then we are going to start the configuration wizard and start from a blank uh, for a blank setup. Uh, assuming the configuration file is instead found, the router will take that file from NVRAM, will copy into the DRAM, which stands, which stands for dynamic RAM, and that startup config is now called uh, running config. And that running config is, as the name says, it's what the router is executing in that very moment uh, when you're actually accessing it. Uh, what what that also means is that you can make any kind of configuration on the router and that configuration is only going to uh, to impact the DRAM, nothing else. Uh, sorry, the running config which is stored in DRAM. If you want to make sure that your changes are actually saved and available to the router for the next boot, then in that case you will need to save the configuration and make sure that your running config is being copied back into the uh, startup config. And from a very high level, uh, from what you need for, uh, uh, for your CCNA exam, this is all uh, regarding the, the boot process. Uh, why you may want to actually uh, know those things. First of all, Cisco really, really like to, uh, to make questions about the, the boot process. And in particular, I can tell you by experience that password recovery is required. is going to happen to you one way or another. You're going to need to perform password recovery, uh, and also it also uh, is going to help you in situations when your maybe your iOS file is broken. So the operating system the file which sold the operating system is actually being damaged, memory corruption, like you, uh, maybe some uh, a mistake in, in the copy, you reload your router and now you don't have an, an image to boot from anymore. Knowing how the boot process actually operates and which steps are followed in order is going to help you a lot to actually bring into operation, uh, to bring back into operation a Cisco router which had the problem. Uh, from uh, a more visual point of view, this uh, uh, this image, it's it's probably going to help you. And uh, what uh, uh, what is showing you is for each type of memory, or better, from each type of inputs, what is going to be loaded and what is going to happen after that. So again, starting from the beginning, we will perform. Uh, We will load the POST from the ROM, from the uh, read-only memory and we will perform our POST testing. If the POST is actually successful from the ROM, we will uh, load the bootstrap and we will start to look for an operating system. First into flash, if not into flash, into a TFTP server. This is usually done uh, via ROM.mon. If the operating system is found, we proceed. If it's not found, we fall over into rom uh, Then, assuming the, op- the operating system has been finally loaded, the router is going to look for the configuration file first into the NVRAM. If not there, into a TFTP server. If not even there, at that point, we will start the wizard and we will uh, ask for input via, uh, via the console. So this is really all if, uh, regarding the, uh, the boot process of, of, uh, of the router. What might be of uh, much more interest instead is actually to discuss those type of memories we, uh, we saw before. The ROM, as the name says, it's uh, a read-only memory. It's a pre-burned uh, memory which cannot be modified, it's, uh, uh, it's written, one time by the um by Cisco or by any vendor because those memories obviously don't apply only to Cisco they are general uh general terms so they are burned the first time by the uh, by the vendor with some basic uh basic software which is used to do the minimal basic operation uh that is the first memory then we have a flash memory now the flash memory can be compared somehow to your hard disk on your computer. It's a non-volatile memory, which means that the information stored on the memory is not going to be lost when electricity uh, to, the, to the router is gone. So you can shut down the router and your information is still going to be there. But is much, much slower than a RAM uh, kind of memory, uh, random access memory. Uh, so why would you use a flash? to uh, to store long-lasting data, to store your operating system, to store your files. It's usually a place where you actually read and write once in a while simply because it's not as fast uh, as uh, other type of memories. Now, the NVM The NVM this is uh, uh, very, very similar to the Flash. The different, the main difference is that the flash memory, especially on the new routers, can be extracted uh, like uh, uh, like a card in a slot. The NVRAM, it's usually um, a card built uh, uh, rather than built, but installed into the motherboard of of the router. It's much smaller in size and uh, uh, usually only contains the um, uh, the startup config and few other files like uh, uh, RSA keys or uh, certificates uh, in case or, uh, you're using features like SSH, SSL, and uh, and things like that. Uh, the last type of memory is uh, is then the DRAM, which stands for dynamic RAM. Uh, usually, it's just called RAM memory. Uh, uh, which means random access memory. That it's a very fast uh, memory. You can read and write out of that memory, like in a, in a moment, uh, very quickly. But the downside of this memory is that if it loses powers, it's going to lose every information you have stored in that memory. That's the reason why uh, a running config must be saved from DRAM into NVRAM. To be able to retain the, the changes you have done, otherwise a reboot of uh, of your router, a power loss, anything it can come to your mind, will mean a loss of data. So let's see in uh, in detail those uh, those processes, those steps as as they are executed by the router. Um, the uh, let me actually see if I can. Uh, share something better. Uh, I want in particular to share Packet Tracer. You're probably uh, all aware of this uh, software uh, from from Cisco. We will see how all the processes are executed. Uh, Yes, Frank, were you saying something?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to mention especially that last step um, that you mentioned actually saving the running config into the boot config. Um, that, that's something very important for the exam. If you're doing the lab-based exercises around this, um, what Cisco likes to call the simulators. If if you're not persisting, um, the configuration changes you made, um, basically you don't score any points, right?
1: Yes, that's uh, that's exactly correct. And the, you know, the worst thing that can happen to you is if you are working on uh, real hardware or if you are let's say on a CCA exam and your uh, um, and your router crashes and you didn't save so that is what actually uh, happened to me. I was waiting uh, uh, longer than I was supposed to to actually make a you know to actually save my configuration. I tried to run a script and that made the GOS uh, crash the router rebooted I lost about one hour of configuration just because I didn't save it so my uh, my suggestion is to automatically uh, learn to write the configuration in run. If it works, save it right away. I mean, it needs to be almost like a reflex. You don't have to think about it anymore.
0: Yep, I agree.
1: (laughs) I can tell you it was really not nice when I saw my uh, my switch. It was a Layer 3 switch reboot and I didn't uh, save the configuration. I mean, that was crazy. Okay, then. So uh, I was talking about uh, packet tracer. Uh, this is a very nice, uh, nice software which you can use for your uh, for your studies. There are several limitations uh, because not all uh, features are available on these uh, on this software. Simply because it's uh, a virtualized. Uh, rather yeah it's virtualized it's uh, uh, software where they only coded some feature so you don't have the entire uh, Cisco U.S. feature set in it only a limited session, uh, se- uh, section uh, whatever the uh, developers decided to put in but it's going to be very very useful to see the boot process try a password recovery and so on and so forth so let's go through it uh, we will see that router and switches they have a slightly different uh, boot process, not because it's different in per se, but because the switch performs much more, uh, many more tests on in the post part uh, compared to a router. In particular, the um, uh, the switch it's way more verbose. It's going to check the flash memory. It's going to check uh, all the um, uh, all the switch ports. You know the memories because the cam table because the router is uh, sorry the switch needs those piece uh, parts of hardware to operate if a router has a an interface on one of these weak cards not working the router itself might still be able to do something but if the uh, entire line card on uh, on a switch or if the uh, the entire uh, chip which uh, uh, switches frame is down then you are not losing just one port you might lose operations for the entire switch so this is very critical so let's try to open a switch Uh, can you uh, can you please confirm that you can see the the actual switch in front of you I because I'm I'm sharing the yep no okay
0: no no that was fine yes I can see this uh, the switch and the command line interface there that uh, could you see before? Uh, I could see before as well.
1: Okay, so let me switch then to sharing the packet tracer because it's, uh, it would be easier. All right, so uh, I will try to just reload this switch and let's see what, what happens. So we confirm reload. So obviously there is no hardware, but what we can see here, just give it a few seconds to, uh, to finish because otherwise we will lose as we talk. perfect. So what we can see is that the the switch once is reloaded, it's going to start uh, its its bootloader, which is going to pull from the ROM the post uh, the post software, and you can see all those checks which are done here. So the router is going to. Uh, check is uh, uh, modem file system initializing the flash, checking that the flash file system is all right, uh, and then is going to check for uh, for the image. Now this part that you can see here, it's all part of the post operations, and on a real uh, uh, on a real switch uh, you can see this only if you are connected via console interface. Now. Assuming that everything in this part has been successful, now the router is going to look for, uh, for his operating system. The operating system, as we said before, it's usually located into the flash, and this file has been found. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but the switch was taking a few seconds to be able to boot. So let me try to do this again, because this is really uh, interesting to see. Uh, now, you see now, it's loading the, f- the image. What is actually doing the, the switch at this point is that it's taking that compressed file, this bin file, and is uh, decompressing it, extracting it li- literally. It's kind of zipped, basically, and moving into RAM. Once that operation is done, now the, uh, the router or the switch is going to actually uh, boot the operating system and you can see that we have some information into the non-volatile memory and this is obviously the NVRAM. Uh, in, it's not very visible on, this, on the switch, but we will see this on the router. Uh, if there is no configuration, this, uh, the router will ask for initial setup. So, let's try to load the router. And let's try to reboot it, and to see the similar operation that we did. So reload that we did with the switch. So again, uh, here we can see. Uh, let's again, let's just wait for a few seconds uh, so that we don't lose the 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 output. So the first operation that the router is doing uh, after performing its POST is to checking is the bootstrap. Right, so we have our memory which has been verified, we are all right with the hardware, the main memory is configured, so we have our ROMBON which, has been, uh, which is part of the bootstrap and will allow us to load the iOS image. The iOS image is then found, it's self-decompressed, and once that is done, the router is going to actually boot the operating system, and look for a configuration file. So, was the configuration file found? Well, not in this case, and as we said, we will get a configuration dialog, we will get a wizard. So, in the, uh, usually you want to say no, but if you're curious, just press yes. It just makes you a series of questions. My experience is that this is the most annoying wizard you, uh, I ever found, and you will see everyone just tell you break it get out of it so once you do that you are now in user mode you can go in enable and start configuring so how all this helps well let's try let's try to make a configuration let's call this router I don't know the uh, brown bag the oh, brown back okay and let's let's put our uh enable, enable secret like we put a password for the enable user which can be uh i don't know brownback bag V-brown, the yeah, v brownback as well again so we brownback all right so now if i do my show running config again this is configuration now has not been saved only in running config I can see that there is my hostname and there is my password actually in the uh, in the router configuration. But if I try to do show, well, where is the startup? We said um, we said that is in nvram. So let's verify that. So let's try to list all the files which are in nvram. Well, there is nothing. Why there is nothing? Because the router didn't have a configuration before. Fine. So we will save. How do we save? Copy startup into configuration. Uh, sorry. Uh, copy run config into startup config destination startup. So now, if I check my NDRAM, you can see that we actually have a file called startup config, right? So I can now try to reload this uh, this router, and my configuration should be automatically loaded. And no um, wizard should be displayed again.
0: And the good thing, uh, okay. e- even though the um, CCNA data center is covering NX OS um, rather than IOS, a lot of the commands are actually the same on NX OS as well. Cisco has put an effort into basically keep the whole CLI navigation point of view um, the same. Um, the, the only difference you'll see if you're working with an actual uh, Nexus switch um, is that, un- unlike on this iOS interface, you won't need uh, enabled mode anymore. Uh, that's basically assigned uh, by the roles um, on, of the actual user. Um, that That's a difference you would need to study up on. Um, for the specific data center exam, but the whole uh, boot up process. Um, in, instead of there, it's called a kickstart file. But the the overall process is basically exactly the same for, for yes, NXOS that, as well.
1: That's correct, and uh, we might be able to see some of the NXOS uh, uh, thanks to. Uh, uh, GNS3, I, I should have an, uh, an XOS image. We can try to see for, uh, for our guests to, uh, to have a look, but the concept can be applied to any uh, kind of uh, uh, Cisco device you're working on. So if it is an iOS router, if it is an iOS switch, a Nexus switch, or anything else coming to your mind, uh, ASA firewall, the steps are almost identically uh, to, for all of those. So as we said, now uh, the router actually restarted. Our configuration was already in place, and uh, we were not asked for, uh, for a configuration uh, a wizard anymore. So I want to show you just two more things. So let's try to change the host name just into back. And now if I check my run. You can see, and again, this is this is the actually running configuration. is only into the temporary memory, which will be lost if I uh, uh, remove the power from the router. You can see that the host name is back, but if I do a show of the startup config, and that configuration is saved in, into NVRAM, now the host name is back. So it's really important that we actually save the configuration if you want to keep your um, if you want to keep uh, your changes available for uh, uh, you know for actually uh, persistent reboot.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Andrea, I think you'll need to repeat that last part again um, and and share your screen and reshare it. Um, it. it after you entered the enabled mode, it kind of froze in here. Um, okay. Yep.
1: So it, let me. It's go, showing go the back.
0: difference again between running and um, startup. Yes, okay. That's what they were so,
1: so what we did, you can see over here, that we changed the uh, uh, the uh, the host name in back only, and we can see the difference between the short running config which is actually running uh, in DRAM only which is showing us very uh, you know very visibly that the host name is back but if I check my startup config which again is the uh, is the configuration which is stored in MDRAM and persist on reboot because I didn't save my run into startup the host name is actually different. So, again, we said before that we need to know the router process in order to be able to do some operations like restore a broken uh, OS uh, image or even do a password recovery. So we typed a password in it before. Uh, so I will go out and let's say enable, I don't know, I can type anything. I just don't remember the password. So, what do we do? Now, we need to, to wait for this to finish. But I can probably just reboot it. So, I can just shut down the router, reboot it, and I can stop the, uh, the boot process. Now, this is exactly what I did right now. Again, if you think about the previous steps, we said that the router will go from post into bootstrap. From bootstrap, it will start uh, looking for a configura- uh, for a, uh, an operating system image and they compress it. this is what was happening unless we actually send an interrupt. we send a break to the boot process to the bootstrap, and we will fail over into Roman. Now you can see here that now my interface is Roman one uh, and what can I do here the The way of using this this minimum OS is very similar to what you would do uh, with an iOS or an XOS question mark is going to tell you what you can do. So it's very limited. You can just boot and continue with your your operation. You can change the configuration register, which we will talk uh, right in a moment, but this is extremely useful uh, for password recovery. You can list file, look for help, you can reset the the router, basically you can just uh, reboot it. Uh, You can set some variables and you can use a TFTP client to actually download an an image to actually boot. So let's see some of those commands. I can run set. Oh, there is nothing really configured. uh, Sorry, set. I can run... uh, no, that's fine. I can run set, that's it, without uh, uh, options, and it, there is not. Uh, I can use boot to actually continue my process, and if I do it, you can see I go back into decompressing the, uh, the actual image. I will break it again. We said now that I don't know my password, so what I will do it's to change this uh, information, which is called configuration register. This is a 16-bit value, uh, change. Uh, sorry, uh, composed of uh, four groups by four bits, and those bits will tell the router, uh, or better, will tell the bootstrap, as, uh, what to do. Uh, in particular, there is a bit which is used to load the, confi- the startup configuration if available, or it can be used to ignore the startup configuration even if it's present. So in our case, I, uh, if I want to reset my password, how can I do it? Well, I could start without configuration my router, and then become enabled, load the configuration, and change the password. So how will they do that? Well, I need to ignore, obviously, the startup config if i don't do it it will just be loaded and will be cut out from the router so let's give it a try i can do then configuration register set a value to that form will tell the router to actually ignore the um, the startup config and once i do this i will just boot my uh my router now let's see what happens if it's true what i said i should still have a startup config but should have been ignored and this is what happened at least it has been ignored i have a blank configuration right now a blank running config let's see is my startup still in nvram well there is a file are all my configuration in it let's check so show startup yeah i see my host name i see my password so what can i do i can go again enable i sorry i was already i can do in uh, from here i can actually load the startup into run but because i'm enable i don't need to type a password anymore so i can do and say copy the startup into the running config. Yeah. Do this change? My host name has been changed and my password is there. But because I'm already enabled, I can just change and say that my new enabled secret is, I don't know, uh, abc123. I will do that. I will save. Uh, I can actually even do other changes and now I can reload. Let's see what happens. I should be able now to access the router using the new password, ABC123. See if that is true. Oh, something is wrong, isn't it? Well, we changed the register before but we never restored it. So we should do actually that. that step as well. So we will copy again. I will uh, start into run, and we need to restore the configuration register, what we changed before. This time we will restore the default value, which is two one zero two, and again you can see that we only change this digit. Zero is the default. Four tells ignore the uh, the startup. I do that. I reload. Now, everything should be working as expected. Let's give it a try. Good. I'm here. Enable. A, B, C, one, two, three. Yeah, I'm in. So, as you can see, knowing what the uh, router boot process uh, sequence is, you can actually use it to fix uh, in case you have a broken image which has been uh, saved into your uh, your flash, you can reset a password which has been forgotten. You can do a lot of things. So never assume that a Cisco device is gonna work uh, all the times perfectly. It's going to happen that something else goes wrong, and those steps really really help with uh, with troubleshooting. Of course, most of them require physical access to the router in order to be uh, to be done. Uh, uh, The reason is that you will need console access, especially to send commands like a break break, uh, during the boot operation. This is just security. You wouldn't want anyone to be able to to do this remotely, right? Just reload the router and try to change your password remotely. You need to have physical access. Uh, But that's pretty much it, Frank. Unless you you or any of the guests have uh, any question? I mean, I hope that uh, this clarified uh, the, uh, the process, the sequence, uh, might, be, uh, might be helpful to, to give a look to some of the resources. Uh, I have in the slide uh, here three very interesting links. Uh, the first one describes uh, a router boot process and configuration files and memory uh, types in details. The second one uh, describes an example on how you can perform a puzzle recovery, while the last one from uh, Learning Network it's actually describing in really good detail all different types of, uh, uh, of memories which you will find on a on, uh, on router. ROM, NVRAM, FLASH, DRAM, and so on and so forth. So, it, either question or otherwise, Frank, the ball is back to you.
0: Yep. No, I, I think we're good for questions right now. Um, one further resource also would be just um, really specific for the exam, because you'll you'll have simlets on them. There is a uh, NXOS troubleshooting guide, um, and there's a portion in it which is called Troubleshooting Installs, Upgrades, and Reboots, which basically also takes you through all the intrinsic details you need to know um, from a boot point perspective, um, all in one nice little um, document in a single spot. Um, Plus, it has all the other troubleshooting information you'll ever need um, when running this in a daily life. And I think with that, um, thank you very much for presenting today, Andrea no problem frank what my pleasure is last time yeah looking forward to hopefully seeing you uh, back again soon
1: all right then thank you frank for uh, for uh, hosting me today and bye bye everyone thanks for attending
0: thank you take care bye bye
1: bye bye